rise and shine. Pour yourself a cup of coffee and tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, weather, and really cool interviews. Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. The time is now 8.07 a.m. and you are listening to Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. And we have a great show for you today. We are here with a local notable and a friend of the show, Mr. Gil Rios. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Thank good you. To see you. Thank good you very to see much, you. sir. All right. We will get into our conversation with Mr. Rios shortly. I want to say good morning as well to JV and to Hunter. Shout out to Refs Productions and Gremlin. All right. So we got a lot to talk about today. The number one thing that uh, if you're a techie like myself and some of the other brothers in the room at the moment, you know that the 5G Apple is coming out and it's going to be a lot of money. $1,100 for the top of the line phone and then 400 to 500 to 600 something like that for the couple models down. Um, and there's no charger included. What are you going to do about that? There's also no earphones, no earbuds. Should they be giving you, should they be charging you all that money without the accessories, or should they not? You can let us know how you feel about that. All right. McCarty Mills and Strawberries Barbecue are cooking out once again. On the menu coming up on Friday will be pulled pork, wings, ribs, and rib tips. Sides will be mac and, uh, excuse me, mac and cheese and beans. And we know that McCarty Mills is right across the street from the Aurora Public Library. Shout out to McCarty Mills, really good friends of ours. Good morning to you, Devin. Uh, want the library to open back up to public, please. Shout out to Rural Public Library. Another round of the Change Initiative listening session is taking place this evening in Aurora. Now, this session is going to be at Main Baptist Church, located at 814 East Galena Boulevard. Join Mayor Urban and the Aurora police officials as they listen to your thoughts on policing and progress in Aurora. All sessions start at 6 p.m. As we've told you many times, for more information, you can go to www.auroratechil.org slash change to register. And you have to register. You just can't show up. So please go out there. Let your voice be heard. Take part in these listening sessions. They are for people to get their voices heard. Digital applications for the Community Development Block Grant are available and have been available since the 5th of this month. So they're out there. You guys know where to get them. We've posted the link for you, and we will continue to make sure that you guys get the link. Uh, all submissions must be in by 4 o'clock p.m. on Monday, October 23rd. Uh, not 4.20 p.m., not 5.11, not, oh, I got it in Monday night. It's Monday, right? No, 4 o'clock p.m. The time is there for a reason. Okay, Sugar Skull City, month-long celebration in downtown Aurora that celebrates and honors the cultural and local tradition of Day of the Dead. This promotion and activities is going to November 15th. That's right. Uh, artists, community members, youth, and families are invited to honor the Mexican tradition of Day of the Dead, Dia de los Muertos. Community members are invited to experience this throughout downtown Aurora during this month as a crowd-free, excuse me, crowd-free activity. So you've seen all the artwork on all the lovely windows. So there's some really good examples to be seen all along Broadway. There's a lot of good stuff. Uh, Pierre Lucero has the uh, Katrina. That's how you say it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right. Told you the R's are getting better on this show. <laughs> <laughs> the R's are getting better. Um, the Katrinas are on the window. 
and that's on Stolp, where you can see uh, the one painted by uh, Pierre Lucero. A lot of good stuff out there to see, so please take a look at that. And the weather, the weather is currently 54 degrees. Uh, it's a little bit slight, slight chill in the air. Not too bad. Long sleeves, that's the way to do it. Fall is here, people. Fall is here. All right. And also, I would be remiss if I did not mention that Viso Arts, in conjunction with our friends at the Cottonseed Creative Exchange, 8 North Broadway in downtown Aurora, right across from the Yee-T and Chicago-style barber shop. Um, they are in conjunction, and there is a gallery and display in the store featuring a lot of Aurora photography by local notables such as Amy Nelson. Check it out when you can, and uh, shout out to both of those organizations. Hello to Yvonne, and thank you to Visual Arts for all they've done to help us along the way. And with that, we get into our interview with Mr. Gil Rios. Good morning, my Good brother. Good morning. Good morning, sir. Good to see you. Good well, to I'm see you. Thanks for here. coming on. Good to be here. Yep. Uh, we're going to learn a lot about you, get to, get to know who you are, um, speak to you, speak to you about your life personally, and also uh, the history that you know it, Aurora, the activities that you have, fundraiser, and everything. Okay? Okay. Yes, sir. Um, but for those who don't know who you are, tell us, um, you know, your name and where you're from. Okay. My, my name is Gil Rios, uh, Gildardo E. Rios, but they call me Gil. It's a lot easier. Uh, I came from Texas way back in the 50s. Uh, we were migrant workers. Uh, we followed the crops throughout the United States. Uh, you talk uh, pig and cotton, pig and tomatoes, cucumbers, cherries, and apples up in uh, Wisconsin. Uh, we picked a lot of asparagus here in, in the city of uh, Oswego. Uh, I went to school at different schools throughout the year. Um, we came here. Uh, the first time we came here, we stopped in uh, River Street, as you call it now. It used to be a little town, uh, restaurant named... Uh, Rivoli. And uh, we were hungry, so we went in there to try to get some hamburgers. Uh, they wanted a dollar fifty for hamburger way back in 1950. Hmm. And we said, no, uh, we'll find a grocery store and find. So we went and got some bread and some bologna and we had our sandwiches. <laughs> so we weren't going to give anybody big money for, for what we were earning. You know, that was a lot of money. Right. So uh, uh, we then came up to uh, Oswego Estate with the first farmer was a uh, um, shearings, and uh, we picked asparagus, picked tomatoes, and then we went up to Wisconsin and picked the cherries, and then came back and um, did some more work for them. And um, frankly, uh, I was uh, tired of uh, uh, that life. So I asked Mr. Shearing uh, if I could work for him uh, and um, for room and board so I could continue my school in Oswego High School. Uh, I was 16 years old. Uh, he says, well, that's fine with me if your folks agree to that. So I asked my dad. I said, Dad, I, said, I go to school different parts of the country here. Every place we stop, I go to school. They're either way ahead or way behind, and it's tough to do that. So I'd, I'd like to finish school in one place. So can I stay? He says, well, if he says, okay. So now we have two people saying right. so it's okay. So they did agree. At 16 years old, my folks went back to Texas. Um, what year was and this? I stayed here. It was in 1955. Um, and um, I finished school in Oswego. I uh, graduated on uh, 1956. Uh, applied at Western Electric uh, at that time on a Thursday. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I graduated on a Thursday. I, I, I uh, applied at Western Electric on a Friday and started working there the, the following Monday. 
Uh, I was there for 30 years. Uh, they were a great company to work for. It uh, later became AT&T. Uh, they had their tuition refund program for, for college. I went to Aurora College at that time. I uh, got my certification, and, and um, I became a supervisor. I had as many as 100 people working in my, my crew. Uh, took care of the uh, ordering department, mm. controlling anywhere from uh, $8, $10, $10 million worth of product. Uh, but the people were great, and the, and the management was great with me. Um, at that time, they came with the formative action uh, program, and, and I told them, I said, See, if, if I don't deserve to be a supervisor, I don't want to just be a supervisor, a supervisor right. to, to, to meet your numbers. Um. That's amazing. So that's very impressive from high school and then uh, Western Electric before they became AT&T. That's a good piece of history for people that didn't know. Now, that desire and everything, what impact did your mom have on you growing up? She was always uh, a very um, caregiving person. Uh, As she was growing up uh, in, in Texas, you know, she was always very helpful with other people. We didn't have anything, but there was always somebody that in need. And at the on weekends, she would uh, send me to the store. Uh, and um, at that point, they were talking in, in the, in the uh, 48, 1948, uh, and um, I'd go get her, her groceries for her because she would make empanadas for the weekend. And uh, then I would go out in the different parts of the little town of Etcouch, Texas, a little bitty town, okay? <laughs> and uh, uh, I would go out and sell her, her her product, and if people could not pay, I would just give it to them. Uh, that was that was my mom. She 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 taught me to to help people. And she was a great person. Um, I like that help. I like the feeling I get when I help people. I try my very hardest to do that. Um, you know, I've done without and just got to the point, as I was saying before the show, that I have a little bit more than I had before. And, you know, my mom made me be thankful for that. Um, 1956, you graduate high school. Yes, sir. Um, when you started that job at Western Electric, what was it like working there? Um, it was the first time that you had gone from one profession to another, correct? Yes, sir. What was that like making that leap, being a young man, um, and now it, having a new different set of responsibilities? Well, it it uh, it created a sense of of a future. Because uh, in the, the future, in the migrant working type of work, picking cotton and all that, you're always stooping over. And, and I think that today, uh, today I still feel some of that pain in my hips from pulling the cotton sack and all that. But uh, it was a new, new way of life to, to learn that uh, there's other things to do. And uh, uh, I started out, uh, <laughs> mind you, making dollar sixty-eight an hour. Really? Dollar sixty-eight an hour was was what I was making that day, but I was making more picking cotton and all that. But right. But there was no future in that. Right. 
So um, I was able to, as a, as a line worker, uh, and, uh, and in the old days, uh, you know, all, all the phones used to be plugged in and all that yep. into the big frame. So that's what we did in, in Western Electric. We wired the frames. Uh, they were like six by six by twelve. Yeah. We had wires going all over the place in those things. Okay. We had schematics that we had to follow. The green wires got to go all the way from there to there, but it's got to right. be correct. Uh, and uh, it was a learning process. Different different things, you know. But uh, and, and like anything, it was innovation at that time. Um, Later, they, later on, they came in with the uh, blackboard, which you would write on, you know, and people could have a meeting at the other end. Now it's a Zoom and all that stuff. Um, but um, I worked my way up. Uh, the management saw that I had potential, and they uh, make me a leader, uh, like a, like in the Marine Corps. You make you you you're a platoon leader, you're your squad leader, and all that. And there, they made me a leader of of a small group, and and as as I. They saw more in me, and then I got promoted on to, uh, uh, going to, to college. Uh, I got promoted to a supervisor. Um, I was doing the ordering for all the departments. I had a crew of uh, 10 people at that time. I had both phones going at one time, talking one guy, talking <laughs> another guy. I go, okay, okay, go ahead and ship him. No, wait, wait. You right. Know, all that. So uh, they had, uh, and uh, they also had a, a uh, um, Rewards program that if you came up with a good idea uh, that they could use, you would be rewarded uh, a ten percent of, of what the savings were. Right. Uh, and, and to this day, I'm proud to say that I have uh, uh, the largest award at the Western Electric, uh, and I got fifty thousand dollars <laughs> uh, on one check one time <laughs> for for an eight idea. <laughs> Uh, I also helped my people. Once I became a floor uh, supervisor, uh, I always gave my ideas also that they could serve, and turn them in, and get money for them. Right. Uh, I had the best crew, uh, and always 125, 140%. We used to have uh, potlucks every two weeks. Management would frown on it, but it says they're producing. It's morale. They, de- they deserve. Yeah. They deserve to have the time off, yeah. you know, because they're going to, you know, and they would uh, they get they would get a bonus also based on production, so we had a good crew. And uh, to this day, some of these people I see them and they we talk about great times. That <laughs> yeah. <we had. laughs> um, now, when did you join the Marine Corps? Um, in 1957. 1957. Okay. 1957. Um, my um, principal uh, Rockenbach was a uh, our principal in Oswego High School. But he was also a retired uh, uh, major general. Okay. And, and he introduced me to that life. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, in fact, there was a thing, I think it was four of us, that uh, Figgins, uh, uh, and Mosher, and myself, and I can't remember the other, from, from the graduate school, uh, they went to, to the Marine Corps. Uh, we uh, went to uh, California, sunny California, and uh, visited the uh, a lot of places down there while we were there. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun. And uh, would, uh, sadly, uh, during graduation day, uh, family couldn't go at that point. You know, we're, right. they were out in San Diego. But um, And then I stayed on. Uh, later on, I stayed on in the, in the uh, reserves. And, uh, and uh, I got uh, um, 
I got an eardrum problem. They, uh, they busted on me, so I got this uh, honorably discharge. It's a medical. Yeah. I wanted to stay on. Uh, they, they wanted me to go on to uh, officer school, which I, but I, I already had my work. Right. Right. Doing, doing uh, yeah, dollar sixty eight yeah, an hour, yeah. you know, and yep. I had a, and I had a and sorry I had Uncle a, Sam, I got <laughs> and, and I had a lady friend that uh, Rita uh, Rita Rios now Rita Hankins at the time mm -hmm. that uh, back here that uh, I I wanted to marry something yeah, yeah. on the road. So uh, thank you for your service, brother. Thank you, sir. All right. Um, now, when we talk about, uh, I'd, I'd like to also know from you. Um, what was it like being a uh, uh, a young Latino man in both of those? Were there many Latinos in Oswego at that time? No, uh, there were not. Uh, in fact, I was the, the only one in uh, in high school, mm -hmm. and uh, they embraced me. Uh, the people did, uh, and 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 you know, at the time, you know, uh, it's, I, I still didn't have my wife now, Rita. Uh, but uh, I, I I was able to uh, take a lot of young gals out to the proms and all that, and uh, accepted by the by the parents also. Yeah, you know, and uh, which was uh, unheard of at the time in different parts of the country. Right. Um, we still uh, as a group uh, of us that graduated, uh, we still meet at least once a year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. We've had our, our ten, twenty, and twenty-five, and all that. But uh, you know, you're, you're talking sixty years later. Yeah. Uh, a few of us that are still alive, uh, we still meet uh, and we have a luncheon or or, or a dinner. Uh, we didn't this year because of the pandemic. Right. But uh, we hope to start again next year again. You That's know, good. That's a beautiful thing. thing. Little, yeah, yeah. You meet beautiful people everywhere. Yes. Everywhere. Yes, you, sir. Yeah. Yes. Sir. Um. What was it like being young Latino in the Marine Corps? Um, it was it was a challenge. Okay. Uh, there there was uh, a few uh, Latinos. Uh, uh, I had uh, a few blacks in our in our in our platoon. Mm -hmm. uh, but um, like anything in, in life, uh, you know, it, it's a learning process, and uh, it it, um, it was tough. Uh, when when uh, when I was thrown overboard, well, we were doing the amphibious landing uh, of the ship, uh, and I told my I, I don't know how to swim. I says, "Well, you still gotta go." So they had to fish me out, <laughs> okay. And uh, and after that, they, they they gave me swim lessons, so that uh, when we get off the boat again with all our gear, you know, I didn't sink to the bottom. Right. Uh, uh, I learned how to how to go. 50 feet, 60 feet, whatever it is on the ground, and, and pick up a great big brick and go back up again, you know, and the same as if you had had your backpack on, your right. rifle and all that. So it says, you're not going to sink. And uh, I didn't sink again, you know. But, right. uh, it was, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, if if I hadn't gone through that, I probably never would have learned how to swim. Right. You know, uh, but either swim or sink. Die. Yeah. So. I learned how to swim in the Navy, too. I couldn't swim. Yeah. I couldn't swim. Yeah. In the training, they got the pool. Big Olympic sized pool. Mm -hmm. It's real simple because most people know how to swim. Yeah, it's a it's just a line. Yeah. you just go do the this, that, the other. Yeah. I do all that. You know. Yeah, and you go get onto the top. Yeah, it's like this. Step off. That's the part I couldn't do. Yeah. This like the deep end. Yeah, I, just, I couldn't <laughs> just step up like that. Right. I've been right. to water parks. If I could just jump, I, but yeah. uh, I couldn't do that. Yeah. So they work with me. Like took two days with me. I said mm -hmm. two days. Mm -hmm. You're swimming. Yeah. Like all right, whatever. The day I got back up there. He was like, look, put your foot over. Put it over. 
Jackie Brown. He's like, see? That was easy, right? He said, now do it again. And when I lift my <laughs> push me. Push, push right over. Okay. Yeah, to and learn. I made it. Yeah. And that's yeah. why we're sitting here today and I didn't drown. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Now, um, electric. Excuse me. Western Electric. Yes, sir. Were you there for its going from Western Electric to AT&T? Yes, sir. That's, uh, I believe it was uh, MCI uh, that came on uh, on board at that time. That okay. they, they, they deregulated the, the Western Electric shutdown and divided into, seven, I believe it was seven different companies. You had the, 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 West, the Southwest, the, the New York, the you know, different things. You know. mm-hmm. And, and uh, the Illinois portion of it. Uh, it was... Um, it was quite a change, you know, uh, and it became more, more business, uh, a lot tougher to, to deal with management than, than it was before because they were under the, the new umbrella, you know, that they, uh, yeah. they created, you know, and the uh, just, just yeah. uh, you know, they, they, the company takes over another company, you know, and, and they, Western Lake was strictly dissolved. You know, it, it became AT&T. There was no more Western Electric anyplace. Okay? Right. They took the sign off of the building, you know, which is, you know, it was it was. Well, tell, tell me about that day. It, it, it was home, you know. You, you pull into the parking lot and, 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 and you look up there and they're taking the sign down, you know. And it was sad. It was very sad. Wow. You know, uh, it was a company that um, that gave life to a lot of people. Right. You know, a lot of work. You're, you're, you're working from 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 500, then all of a sudden you got 5,000 people there because the, the 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 economy is booming. You know, and then they they take over. You know, and and a lot of a lot of our jobs that we had there were shipped out to other parts of the country. Okay. You know, and uh, so we we start drilling down. Uh, they they. Um, when it was growing up, uh, an Arcot Road, they built another building because they couldn't keep up with what we were doing over there. Yeah, you know? yeah. And uh, from growth to from just growth decline. To, yeah, and then they start shrinking down again because they they start taking just like they're doing now. Company they just take it, put it in wherever their place else except the main building. Right. Uh, and and um, each time I go over bypass thirty, you know. Uh, I looked down there. The building's gone. You know, the the water tower's gone. But it, uh, but in my heart, it's still there. Right. In my mind, picture's still there. That's right. So. That's right. Um, the time is now nine thirty a.m. You're listening to Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast, and this is our interview with Mr. Gil Rios. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you. All right. So, tell us about when did you uh. <laughs> When did you start working for the city? Well, I way back in uh, in in the after I've been there in Western Electric uh, for for some time, um, uh, and before I got married, I, I I was able to buy some land in 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 Bristol and just sat there empty for for a while. But I got involved uh, in the city when uh, I helped my brother. During the uh, time to, uh, he wanted to be a pharmacist, okay? And, uh, of course, uh, at that time, we didn't know about all this help that's out there. Now, you know, you can apply for grants, you can apply for loans and all that. We didn't know all that, so so I, so I helped him uh, with a uh, small amount of 
wages that I was making, I was still able to help him go go through a Korean university. Good. Uh, I I didn't even let him have my my. 1956 Fairlane Ford, so we could go oh, back and forth on it. I should have kept it, you know. Yeah. Oh, Gil, do I got to borrow it? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, um, and uh, then we, in uh, 1974, we were able to open up a uh, Rios Pharmacy on Grove in Ohio. Okay. To serve the uh, Latino community, which is up and coming okay. at that time. Um, and, I also had a dream that someday, uh, because I worked in Texas in a little hamburger place to have my own, my own little restaurant, so uh, I opened up uh, Los Rios Tacos in, in Yorkville. Okay. At the same time, I'm working at AT and T. I'm working uh, at the pharmacy on weekends and, and doing the uh, doing the uh, Los Rios Tacos in Yorkville. Nice. Uh, my family helped me with all of that. You know, uh, eighteen hour days were. 18 hours a day's work. Right. You know, that was, you know, if you want to do anything and, and succeed in what you're doing, you have to put your time in. That's right. It's not going to be handed to you. That's right. So, uh, so we, we had the, the pharmacy there. Uh, uh, while I was in Yorkville, I was involved with the uh, uh, Chamber of Commerce uh, as a director, executive director, and then as, the, as a treasurer. Uh, um, and I'm, I'm, I know you asked me about Aurora, but I'm telling you all about this. All no, go okay. ahead, sir. Um, uh, the um, sheriff from uh, uh, Kendall County, they, they built a new jail. And uh, they show this? they shows Los what Rios year? Tacos. What year is this? They was in, in, uh, in, in, in the 1989. Okay. Okay, 1989. They 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 build a new jail and uh, they chose uh, Los Rios Tacos to be their their food place to serve the inmates. I love the the weekends because in the weekends that that place was full. <laughs> 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 uh, they, they they would have during the week they would have uh, uh, forty to fifty uh, inmates all the time in there, right. and I served them at noon. I served them at at night. Right, two meals a day. And, uh, and in the weekends, they'll have anywhere from eighty to a hundred people in there. Right. You know, um, but uh, still, I was. Uh, I got involved with the city. At this point, uh, I was going to go. I told my gals at the restaurant, I need to go get some product. Uh, Sam, the only Sam we had uh, was up over by by uh, Joliet and about uh, fifty nine over there. Mm-hmm. So I was going by Fox Bend in. Um, Oswego, the okay. golf course. And I said, you know, I said, I've got time. It's a beautiful day. I think I'll go and golf nine holes. <laughs> <laughs> so I called my guy. I said, listen, I'm going to be a little bit late, but I'll right. be there. Yeah. So, and, and uh, I stopped and uh, I asked the pro, uh, can I get in and do nine holes? He said, well, I said, we're full. I said, but there's three uh, three on the radio tee off. I'll, I'll, so he called Don. He says, can you join? Yeah. So I went to join. Uh, and, and, and I, we started talking about what everybody did, and I said, "Well, I got a little restaurant here in uh, in, in Yorkville, and, and I said, you make money there." I said, "Yeah," and uh, and the people that were in there was the the um, Fox Valley Park District Executive Board. They were golfing mm-hmm. that afternoon, so we talked, and I said, "Well, I do okay, you know, feed my family, you know, feed my employees, they get a salary, and." He said, well, we lose money all the time in, in, in the park district in our concession stands. 
Uh, and and I says, is there any way that you ever uh, heard of tacos, fool? <laughs> <laughs> I says, uh, if you ever want to get out of it, just let me know. So they called me, and and then, uh, uh, long story short, uh, I, I got the contract to run the uh, Phillips Park uh, concession stand at Blackberry Farm uh, concession. Mm-hmm. And the following year, they built a Splash Country. And this is 1989. Oh, uh, that was in, uh, in, in the 90s. Excuse me. Okay. 90s, okay. okay. And they 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 build that. So I had all three concessions, and I had a uh, hundred kids between all three places, plus my restaurant, plus plus the pharmacy. So army. Uh, <laughs> so I was coming and going all over the place. Now we come back to Aurora. Okay, um, I got involved with the Aurora by being a volunteer with the uh, 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 Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Now. Um, before you tell me about this, you no, when you mentioned that you opened up the pharmacy on Ohio and Grove. Yes, sir. Okay. To serve the Latino community. Um, I have friends, uh, Latino friends of mine, who tell me about the challenges faced through healthcare with Latino, uh, with Latino Americans now. What was the population like of Latinos during that time? Probably about twenty uh, percent. We're way up there now, but there was there weren't that many. But uh, at the same time, there was no Walgreens either. Okay. Okay. Uh, in fact, uh, I don't recall another pharmacy being around. Really. Uh, we were able to uh, to work out a deal with N uh, and Funk, which was a grocery store right mm-hmm. in the corner of Grove in Ohio, uh, and uh, they shrunk. They're building. They took half of it. We took the other half, the front half for the pharmacy, um, and they, they kept the uh, the the back part of it for for the for the grocery store. Right. Okay. And okay. We had two entrances then. Uh, later on, we were able to uh, to take uh, take over the whole building. They they retired, so we took the whole building over, and then we had uh, doctors' offices. Okay. On the back part of it, and and the dentist also. Uh, and that was in 1974 uh, on, on, on through 2003 when we sold out. So a lot of the Latino community didn't have good access to health care. No, they did not. Wow. So, not. But at the same time, the entire community, because there was no places with which to no do. Places, oh, right, wow. Right. We, we had everybody, not just Latinos coming to the store, you know, but, uh, uh, but everybody. But right. mainly we were trying to cater to the Latino at the sure. time. Um, wow. I don't think people understand how, like, how good they got it now with the ability to have ready pharmacies, the mm. drive-through window. Right, exactly. Wow. You know, at that, that point, everybody everybody had to come into the store, you know, because we, we also had the doctors right there, you know, took care of them right away. Right. And we had a little window on the, on the wall that just passed <laughs> all, the, all the scripts. So they didn't go out, they didn't go anyplace else, okay? They just so Ah, okay, so, yeah, so, yeah. So, Boy. We had a captive audience. I was born in 1982, so I remember, I remember a time before all that drive-through with it, you know? But wow, I'm thinking of uh, decades before that, you know, what it must have been like for people. Interesting. Yeah. Access to health care is important. Yeah. And uh, wow, that would have been something else. Um, so now the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Yes, sir. Okay. Tell us about that. I started out as a, as a volunteer for, for doing whatever event they were doing, and uh, the big one was the uh, um, Fiestas Patrias. Uh, started doing that and uh, would go around and help people, whatever, pick up garbage or whatever needs to be done, you know, mm-hmm. with that. Uh, later on, uh, I, I was introduced to the uh, 
president, uh, Jesus Sanchez was the president at the time, and they took me in as a uh, as a director. Of course, I had to explain the whole thing, my whole life, you know, and yeah. how, how could I be of any help to them and all that. Uh, I was able to uh, uh, be a, be a director, and then uh, uh, and then uh, about a year later, uh, uh, I was an executive director uh, and uh, also the treasurer for the, for the company. Uh, I had um, some good people, Cynthia and uh, Laura Parra and, and and Mia Rios and uh, all those gals. They we all worked together, and and um, we were able to put on the uh, uh, every year they they have a gala. Where they, where they, um, people just get together, have a good time, and also recognize the people that, for, from the community, that that uh, that serve the community, hmm. and they give them a give them a, a little plaque or something like yeah. that. And we were able to uh, to put a, a couple of galas. Uh, uh, I was able to uh, at the time, uh, uh, being the the what do you call it, the leader of the group, uh, I was able the to get some uh, grand marshal. Uh, well, not, not grand marshal, not okay. not that grand. The leader of the of the uh, of the uh, event. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, I was able to uh, the first year I brought in the folkloric dancers, uh, up and coming uh, Quetzalcoatl folkloric dancers. Uh, it's a entertainment for the for the group. Okay. Uh, and uh, later later on, I brought Lorenzo, uh, uh, Leo Lorenzo, who also was a uh, um, one John Sebastian imitator. And he brought his white horse, you know, and he, he just sang for the group, you know. Uh-huh. And then the, Juan the third, uh, not that? Juan Sebastian, but a, a Leo uh, okay. Lorenzo. Uh, and, but he was imitate, you know, impersonate, okay? Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, a great, great show. And uh, my last one was uh, uh, I brought the, the Marimba Band, uh, who I now sponsor in my events. Mm-hmm. Um, and they put on a, a uh, during, during, uh, during the um, social hour, they, they did the... Um, Entertainment for them, and I got hooked from the marimba. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I think that's so cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, you tell us about your fundraiser. On the fundraiser, uh, uh, they, which I do, uh, I started way back in 2008. I belonged to a club uh, in, in Melrose Park, uh, Pueblos Unidos de Durango, and uh, there, there were Pueblos Unidos de Durango okay. uh, in Melrose Park. And uh, at the time, uh, it was an upcoming uh, um, club. Uh, they were trying to figure out how to raise money to to get the club going, how to help people and all that. Um, and I said, well, why don't we do a, a golf outing? Well, n- none of them ever heard about golf, I don't think, because you know, they, <laughs> they didn't know what it was all about. You mean that thing with the stick where you hit it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, you, I got some stuff product here I'm going to show later. Yeah. But uh, – uh, so I said, why don't we do a golf? Well, how are we going to make money? I said, well, we get sponsors. We get players. Well, we don't know anybody that knows how to play. I said, well, I'll teach you. I'm a golf instructor. Mm-hmm. I'll teach you how to play golf. So uh, we had, we had a, a, in my place, I live out in the country, and I have room that I can show people how to play golf. Yeah. So we had, a, we had a gathering out there, and, and I, I showed them how to play golf. So they said, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll Hold do that. Hold on a second. You didn't tell us that you became a golf instructor. Uh, yes, sir. What part of the story is that? <laughs> when I sold my, my restaurant, uh, okay. I told my wife, uh, I'm going to go back to school. The one in Yorkville? In Yorkville, that, Okay, yeah. all right. And I said, I'm, I'm going to go to school. I said, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to go to golf school. Right. So I went to Florida to golf school to get certified to be a golf 
Now like they call that. me a golf teaching professional. I like that. So that's that's what I do. I teach golf when I'm not doing anything else. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, well, we did uh, in 2008. We I started the uh, the, uh, the golf outing for the Pueblos Niños of Durango. Okay. And um, it was very successful. The first year we made three thousand dollars. Nice. And we were able to get some sponsors, get some players, and it's growing now to uh, over 90 players every year. Uh, it raised uh, five, six thousand dollars every year. Great on, on that event. Uh, but in, in uh, uh, 2015, when when I had the uh, marimba band playing at our gala, uh, I saw their need because these are young adults that are back of the yards in Chicago. Chicago. Okay, uh, they don't know anything but for. Uh, Cement and buildings and, and concrete jungle, concrete jungle, and, and, and the uh, uh, so as I talked to the to, to sister, sister Angie, and she said, Well, Gil, can you help us? I want to keep this program going. So they take these kids off the streets and teach them how to play marimba, how to play guitar, how to What's, play drums. What is marimba? Marimba is a, uh, like a xylophone, okay, like a xylophone, okay. Uh, but it's 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 more soulful, I, I, I think. Okay. Yeah. And and, uh, and that's that's a uh, culture from Mexico. Right. And, and uh, so that's what they do. They they teach me. I says, "Can you help me?" So so I I says, "Sure, I can do something." So I started the polar bear golf outing for them. Nice. Every money that comes in through the polar bear, hundred percent goes to them for scholarships, and we always have at least an extra five six hundred dollars. Leftover, so that she can provide some food and whatever for the kids right. while they're meeting there during the program. Uh, so since 2016, I've been doing that for them. That's every an area year. that needs that help. So that's good, brother. That's very so, nice of you. So, yeah. Yep. And, and but I have a good crew behind me. My wife always helps behind me, doing all, make sure all my flyers are are spelled correctly. <laughs> and, all. and in fact, you spelled yeah. the wrong. God. <laughs> right, right. You know, and I have. Uh, I still have. Uh, Mia and uh, and uh, uh, and Cynthia that uh, that we work together in in the chamber that right. that they're coming board now helped me on this event Good. also okay Good. Uh, and, and and I've been very fortunate and God has blessed me with uh, being surrounded with good people to help me in my endeavors you know what's Fiestas Patrias Fiestas Patrias is uh, uh, celebrated every sixteenth of uh, of um, September okay. Uh, and that's uh, they celebrate that was the uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's when they when they they uh, they Mexico uh, won their independence from the from the Spanish Spanish from Spanish. Yeah. Okay, and every year they celebrate that. They the one ha- didn't happen this year because of the pandemic. Cold, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it's it's a good celebration and uh, and, and it's a good culture. It goes back to the like we celebrate uh, the Fourth of July. They celebrate the sixteenth. Okay. Nice. So, who was the hero of Piazza's Patrias? Was there, oh, or is it a like people thing? Uh, I I can't. Uh, I can't. It's a big guy. I can't. I can't yeah. think of his name right now. You put me in a spot on that. We're one. here about you, not the. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll uh, find out and I'll get back to you. All right. <laughs> um, now you brought. Uh, products for us. What do you got there? Let's see what we well, got. Uh, one, one thing that I that I as I as I was out there in golf and you know and and uh, it, it, during my time of doing this golf, I also a ranger at uh, at Settler Hills over in, in uh, uh, golf course in in uh, Batavia, Geneva, and and every year we find all kinds of clubs on the ground, mm-hmm. you know, 
or on the green or some any place. So I say, so I said, it's got to be a way that people can when they take two clubs around the green. Yeah, uh, they're only going to use one, so they throw the other on the ground. So so I came up with the idea that maybe I make a little hook. So <laughs> you you put it in the ground in there. You have you have your 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 two clubs. You 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 only going to use your putter and your your chipping your seven iron or wedge or whatever, and Guess what? Stand you take right this there. one in there, you're using this one, okay? Right. You see this one up there. It's not on the ground. Right. So you go back, you put this one in there now, now you're going to get your putter, and, and this one is sticking up there. Boom. Okay? You go out and pause, you're done, ready to go, guess what? You walk away, and it's still sitting up there, you just pick it up and walk away. You're not bending down, and and if it's wet, your grips are not getting, you know, it's not right. wet at all. The They're ground, dry, yeah. dry at all times, okay? So... Uh, uh, they 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 sell for fifteen dollars each for four for fifty. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you get a you get a four so get a four some get some for your buddy's too. Right. Okay. okay. And, and, and all, lessons if you need them. And lessons <laughs> if you need them. Just call me. I'll give you my number in a minute. And also, I also I came up with the idea that a friend of mine uh, was also he was a he was an army army sergeant, and um, and said to say he passed away a few years back, but I, I still continue. This is built by veterans. Okay. Uh, we came up with the idea that we we, we build a a, uh, a coat hanger. I love that with 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 uh, irons. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it can be used as a coat hanger. It can also be used as a key key holder. It can right. be used as a put your put your hat or caps or whatever. Right, like this or like this either way. It's got both ways to to, to hook up either way. Okay, nice. and these sell for forty nine fifty. Okay, there's okay. no discount on these because there's a lot of work <laughs> right, on these things. Yeah. Okay, but uh, that's that's what I do in my spare time, uh, uh, besides teaching golf and and making my product here. Yeah, and uh, and that's it. I, I I just enjoy what I do, uh, helping helping the uh, the kids uh, survive. Uh, and I'm um, happy to say that uh, we had uh, quite a few of them have gone through the through the program already in the marimba. Uh, they've graduated from college, and they are now mentors coming back helping the kids. Uh, they they're giving their time now. They they and I get letters, you know, uh, from them. How grateful they are that uh, I've been able to help them. Right. Teach them a way that there's other things to do besides being out there in the streets. Everybody can grow. Yeah, it's it's within us. Yep, and it's within us as as we all have twenty four hours a day to devote some of our time to helping those in need. That's right. A lot of people need it. Need the help out there. Yes, sir. Um, they do. We met uh, two nice ladies the other day who run a program called Healing to Healthy for they had breast cancer, so now they spend their time making camisoles for other women and trying to share their you know share their stories and help each other so yeah just a small part of 24 hours out of our day to help other people it goes a, it goes it really it goes, goes a long, long way. way it's good um, for the heart good for yep. the heart i think that uh especially youth need to see people doing that and being empathetic and and doing things for other people because uh i do feel and you know give me your opinion i do feel there's a gap in people taking that time to do for other people do you you know i'm not a pessimist i'm not a pessimist yeah but i do feel that sometimes just the act of helping or civic duty is gone low well there is people are, are, are too much in a hurry 
you know, uh, it's, uh, it's not all about me. I mean, there's people out there that need help, and, and we all can, can spend a little bit of our time throughout the day or, or throughout the week to give to others. Right. You know, uh, they, they have been a delta blow to, to their job or to their, their families don't have a ways to help them continue with education. But if we can provide them just a thousand dollars, that's right. a scholarship. You know, that's a help. Yep. And if we can do it four years in a row, you know, and also teach them that there's ways to get out there and 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 be a be a a, a, a mentor to other kids. See what's happening to me? Come on, out. I can help you too. Right. You know, if we all do that. We will be a, a a better America. We will be, and yeah. I, and and on that, I'll I'll say that our city, Aurora, beautiful Aurora, is providing more and more every year. And more, this administration put our more for our youth and for our elderly that we had in the past. And for that, I am grateful. Yeah, this uh, I I do. I've seen a lot of good changes. I mean, I've seen stuff that was. I've seen properties and little things that was nothing, broken bottles and glass. Now it's they got some music out there. Yeah, a little bit of culture. Yes, the sun is shining on that patch, kind of thing. Um, so I, I, what's the biggest change that you've seen in Aurora since you from then till now? Is well, there a biggest? I, I I go back to when I first came to Aurora. You know, they they still had the the, the street, all the wires all over the streets. They did. Oh yes, they did. They they had all the buses. You know, where they had the the, the thing out there. You see the arc flying all over every time they they fly up and down the street. Really? You know? <laughs> uh, right, right where La Quinta said there used to be a railroad track. There used to be a little, little train that used to come all the way up there. You know. Really? Yeah. You used wow. to have Kresge's downtown. You used to have Sears. You used to have Montgomery Wards. You used to have. Oh, that was downtown. Then they built the mall in 1975, I believe it is, and, and the town started shrinking. Everybody moved out. Then they built Northgate, you know, and, and the town went down. And it has, been, it has been down. Yeah. It has been down all those years. But this new administration is bringing it back up. They are creating venues and, oh, God, I'm, I'm tearing up. I'm sorry. This place is alive now. Thank you, Aurora. Thank you. Yeah, it's a beautiful place. I told you, I, I, I'm not. I'm happy I moved here. I'm happy I moved here. Glad I, we have I you. I like it. Yeah. Glad I've we met, have you. I've met great people here, and uh, yeah, it feels good. It feels good living in this town. Yes, it does. Um, I. There's a bridge now. That connects the where the John Dunham Pavilion is, the River's Edge Park. So that's Broadway. There's the bridge that goes over now to River Street back there. And mm -hmm. that alone, for me, that alone is huge because it's a connection. Mm -hmm. It's not separate. Right. Now we can, yeah, you yeah. know, it's a, yeah, it's a beautiful thing. The downtown now, people are hanging out. 
eating ice yeah. cream, running around. You got the people walking dogs and all mm-hmm. this. It's a beautiful yeah, thing. It's it a beautiful is. thing it to is. see. It's, it's coming back. It's coming back. Yeah. Um, time is now 8.52 a.m. And you are listening to Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. And my phone died. That's why I was squinting and peeking all across the room to see what that <laughs> was. Um Mr. Rios, what are you involved in that has, uh, what's the upcoming things that we should be um, on the lookout on the lookout for? I know that you're not stopping. What's, what's, what's next? Uh, I will continue with my, with my polar bear golf outing. Uh, this, this past year, not this, this year, but this past year, I, I also helped my good friend uh, Felipe Rocha with the uh, Simply Destiny Shout uh, out! Yes, simply destiny. Oh, yes. Part of the, in yes. fact, they used to have a, a dance floor up here someplace. Right. Um, I helped them uh, organize a, a golf outing, Cinco de Mayo, simply destiny golf outing. Okay. Uh, we had a, a very decent turnout for the very first one. They used to do a run too, right? They used to do a five k. Yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, that was that was last May, uh, nineteen uh, twenty. We did not have it. We already have it booked up okay. for May 8th for this year, okay. for this next year. Right. Uh, I also have uh, it's one thing that I also do. I organize uh, things, uh, events for, for <laughs> wherever I can get involved with. Uh, so we come, upcoming, first of all, October 24th, this is the week from Saturday, yep. Full of Air Golf Water and Orchard Valley Golf Course, registration at 11 a.m. At, at 1 o'clock we tee off. Okay. Uh, we're going to have all kinds of events out in the golf course, uh, contest events, so bring your money. Uh, we <laughs> we, we uh, also have a good ribeye steak dinner okay. right there at the, at the banquet hall. Uh, and and we're going to have a good that? time. What, what, what course was that again? Orchard Valley Golf Course Valley. on Orchard okay. Road, you know, Orchard in uh, Illinois, okay. right in the corner. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- that's on October 24th. Okay. Uh, we also have... Uh, it, it's coming up next year. Uh, we have the polar bear. Uh, not the. I'm sorry. The, um, the uh, simply destiny. Um, May eighth. Uh, I also have organized for the uh, uh, as a member of the Quad County Chamber of Commerce. Um, um, organize a, an outing for them again, which we didn't have this year because of the pandemic, but it is scheduled for uh, August fourteenth, um, and then uh, we finish out the year for. Um, Polar Bear Golf Outing again on August 16th. Excellent. So we have three events coming up next year. Uh, and in between, uh, we'll also help out and volunteer at the uh, Fiestas Patrias and yeah. uh, also as a member of the uh, uh, Aurora Heritage Hispanic Board. Uh, we will be uh, doing events to uh, raise funds for scholarships also from them. So, so everybody has time. Yeah. 24 yep. hours, one hour a day, whatever. Volunteer, volunteer, help That's right. others. That's right. Okay. Um, I like, I've always loved volunteering. I volunteered with the uh, YWCA Neighbor Project, and you know, giving that extra time to help out, mm-hmm. giving back. Correct. Um, so our show ends on a positive note. So I, you will be given the positive note and the message um, for the people of Aurora today for them to take with them. But, um, because I'm curious, what were the good food places back in the day in Aurora? 
that you used to go to and eat. I mean, you you're doing your own cooking, so <laughs> <laughs> so it's hard it's hard asking a chef like where do you go eat? But um, what's some of the places that people would go check out back in? The, what were the happening spots that, with the eateries and things like that? Way back, way yeah. back then. Well, there wasn't much, really. Uh, we used to frequent the uh, uh, Kresge's. Used to have a a, a counter, okay, uh, where you could go in and get your soda, get your burger, whatever. Uh, it used to be the Stallion, uh, right in the corner of uh, of uh, Galena and um, Broadway. Okay. Uh, and uh, there used to be another restaurant where the Tecalitlan is at now on uh, on the uh, downer end uh, and and uh, Broadway. Yeah. Uh, and there wasn't much at that time. They really want much at all, you know. Uh, people did their own cooking. Uh, uh, McDonald's uh, just, in fact, uh, McDonald's came on board uh, when I shipped out to to go to the Marine Corps, and, and that um, was fifty seven. Fifty seven, over in, uh, the first one was in uh, uh, on uh, Lake Street, nine hundred really? twenty or whatever is Lake Street, yeah. And I made sure I got my hamburgers before I went. To <laughs> When, so you were here before, you were in Aurora before McDonald's? Yes, sir. I was here, oh, I was, I was here in, in uh, 50, <laughs> 52, 53. Yeah. You know, so I'm, uh, you know, for all of you folks, I'm, I'm 84 years old come November, November 13th. You so, look very good, brother. So uh, I stay active uh, and, and uh, I, I do uh, I do what I have to do to, uh, and, and you know, and what keeps me, what keeps me going really is, um, being able to volunteer and 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 be amongst young people, they give me they give me energy, you know. And, and my golf friends, uh, they're they're all, you know, forty five, fifty years old, you know. Right. And <laughs> one one is seventy, but the rest of all in their fifties and sixties, you know. But they give me energy by by being involved with um with with the, with the events that they have seen in the city. Right. And uh, the city has embraced me uh, as far as uh, being involved with different things, you know. And, and and I thank God for all the people that that have helped me in all the events from day one. Right. If it wasn't for them, there wouldn't be anything that I could do. I think we get. Hold on a second. Friend of ours, Tracy Duran. Gil truly is someone to look up to. Hard work and perseverance can make you go far. Melissa Mendoza, another good friend of our show. Great message. I'm thankful for the changes, too. El Cura de Hidalgo is the father of the Mexican Revolution and El Pepila. Thank you for getting that fact. <laughs> Saludos from the Mendoza and Amador family that were patrons at uh, Rios, lived right down the street. I remember going to the Rios pharmacy as a little girl. Nothing but good memories. Always had the best candy <laughs> and selection. <laughs> Miss it and think about it every time I pass by where it used to be. Thank you for being another part of the community, Gil. Another Aurora Bright Light. Thank you. Shout out to Melissa Mendoza, good friend of our show, and Tracy, and everybody. Um, so as we said, the show ends off on a positive note. Um, what's your message to the people of Aurora today on this Thursday? Get involved. Help others. Always. Make use of your time. Stay away from TV for an hour. Help others. Be there for them. Right. And God will provide for you. 
on behalf. Yep. Thank you. Oh yeah, thank you for coming on. I want to say thank you to our our friend Christine, too. She's a well. good friend of mine too. Yep. She's a good friend. A beautiful, lovely person. Good yes, friend. Yes, she is. Yep. Good co-host on the show. Um, on behalf of Good Morning Aurora, we want to say thank you for Mr. Reels for coming on, and spending his time with us, and informing us, and educating us, and enlightening us on today's show. Uh, to, it's still Breast Cancer Awareness and Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Let's do the best that we can. There's two great organizations that you can help during this time. One is Mutual Ground, and the other is uh, Healing to Healthy with our friends and uh, the guests that we interviewed, Miss Amy Downing and Miss Susan Romano. Also, uh, the Change Initiative session is happening tonight at 6 p.m. at Main Baptist Church. Um, be blessed, be motivated, be strong, and be dedicated on this Thursday. And we'll see you back here tomorrow morning on the Second Largest City's First Daily News Podcast. Peace.